Welcome to the Tell Me More podcast. I am your host, Mac Moore, and this week we're doing another wrestling podcast. This is post-Clash of Champions, bringing in Wade Christensen again. How's it going, Wade? Hey, buddy. So we, I, I you know, I, you were excited about this pay-per-view, right? Like I you, did. I you like, actually enjoyed the yeah. WWE pay-per-view. I enjoyed it, too. Uh, I didn't get to focus on it as much as I wanted to, but uh, the first thing we'll jump into uh, one of the main topics we talked about last time and one we'll probably ta- be talking about all year is Kevin Owens as the WWE Universal Champion. And one of the things we had brought up was basically that uh, I thought they weren't building that storyline too well. What was a great, one of the best Monday Night Raws in years yeah. with Kevin Owens winning the Universal Championship, Triple H coming out mm-hmm. to first screw Roman Reigns and then to turn on Seth Rollins was great. And then from there, they pull Triple H back. Triple H does not really make an appearance. He ends up making one appearance at Clash of Champions, and we'll mm-hmm. get to that in a minute. But that's like something we thought was a good idea yeah. because you want to have the Triple H-Seth Rollins thing at some point down the line. That's a potential WrestleMania match, and the only way that works is that the storyline keeps going without him for a significant period of time. You can't have Triple H and Seth Rollins just going at it for the full next year. Yeah. So it was a good plan. But then as they tried to build it up with Stephanie... It was it's the worst acting from Mick Foley trying to do this. You know, I remember when Stephanie was a nice little girl routine. Uh, The the writers, the only effort they seem to have been putting was into making something work for Stephanie. And it just wasn't working. Yeah. But I thought in the last two weeks before Clash of Champions that they actually did do a good job of building up the Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens feud. Wasn't happy with it at first, but it started to get to the point. Seth Rollins had a slow turn to face yeah something that it, it, it worked it, it wasn't it, it wasn't over scripted it wasn't something that you know obviously it took a while with you know doing the stephanie man uh you know part of that storyline yeah but they got it to happen organically which is something they've sucked at so much in recent years so watching it and i kevin owens like slowly but surely he stopped doing the suit yeah. Like, that was smart. That was like, yeah. I don't even remember what his excuse was. He did it as a little off joke, but it's like, just because he's part of the authority doesn't mean you need Kevin Owens in a suit because he's not natural in it. And it, did, it, it, I thought it was drawing away from the, the story a little bit. Like, yeah. He, he just, it was some of the worst Kevin Owens mic performances in the first few weeks after winning, which sucks because that should be his time to shine. And I think in those last two weeks, it definitely built up. The Seth Rollins thing, I mean, they'd been, I'd given him shit about it for, you know, taking when he came off the injury. Yeah. That was the perfect time to make him a face. And instead, they just kind of, you know, let that fade away. And yeah. Then, that was perfect. That was the way to do it. And I, how excited are you that not only is Kevin Owens the champion, yeah. Kevin Owens in the rightful heel role, and he has a good face coming up against him as long as Seth Rollins doesn't die part of his hair again. Yeah. This should yeah, be a yeah. good rivalry. It should be pretty good. Um, they just kind of copied like what they did when, when when Seth Rollins first turned on the Shield, like, and then he joined the Authority and he shows up on Raw wearing an all black suit, and then Kevin Owens shows up in an all black suit. Um, I I don't know why Kevin Owens has to be part of the the Authority. Um, like, 
it just seems that like every good storyline or, or, or any major storyline in, in Raw especially just revolves around the authority. And I don't know why they need to be a part of a storyline. Like they can just be the authority and just like, I guess, are they even the authority anymore? Like, I don't know. Um, but just like, yeah, you're the guys who run the show. Just be the guys that run the show. You don't need to have a, a finger, you know, in each pie. Um, that being said, um, the best way to have made Seth Rollins a face was for Triple H to come out and pedigree him. Like, like, boom, perfect. And like, gets Roman Reigns, gets Seth Rollins, and now Owens is champ. Like, like, like that worked for everyone. But that that was it. Like, that, like it hasn't really worked since. Um, and just, I'm so tired of the authority. Like, um, just the, 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 they take over too much time. Everything revolves around them. They're in everyone's storyline, telling everyone what to do. But yet they have their own storyline. Like, it's too much authority. So, after you know, in Clash of Champions, Kevin Owens winning the belt. You had the the finish being where Jericho interfered. Ref gets knocked out. Seth Rollins has opportunity after opportunity to win. And finally, after a long delay, Stephanie sends out the next ref, and that's when Kevin Owens gets his powerbomb, yep. wins the match. Great way to do it. I think pretty much everybody thought Triple H was going to have to make an appearance. Thought so. They thought he was going to have to come in, out and help Kevin Owens win again. Mm-hmm. And in this way, it helps Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho, because Chris Jericho has been you know, sell into high heaven, this best friend oh, storyline. Yeah. And I think it's, it's, it's working pretty good. Like it's some of, I don't hate it. And that's all you yeah. can ask for when you're doing something <laughs> this cartoonish to have Wade not hate it. Yeah. Pretty much all you can ask yeah. for. And I think there's somewhere to go with it. And as you mentioned with the authority doing everything, I think the best way to turn this is, you know, right now, Kevin Owens winning with Chris Jericho instead and not yeah. wearing the suit anymore. If you get to a point where it's like Triple H and the Authority have picked Kevin Owens, uh-huh. but he rejects it, yeah, that is the best way to even notch up Kevin Owens' heel stat. Well, it's it's a face move ish. It's a weird line, but like to be a superhero, he's like I don't even need you to. Do yeah, this. yeah, he, he could, it could like it could go as a face turn, but then he could just still heal it yeah. up and like like oh, when the crowd you know cheers him for doing that, he can tell the crowd to fuck off too and then oh now he's even worse he hates everybody he's you know and he turns on jericho because i think that's inevitable that like at some point him and jericho are going to turn on each other and then it'll be jericho for the universal title i think that match is coming soon probably 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 one of the uh you know it's not gonna be like survivor series but one of the other raw exclusive pay-per-views that would be that would be a match that you'd want to do uh also i think for the authority although i don't like it overall i think the way they did it they finally went somewhere with it Mm -hmm. it was just weeks of wasting my time yeah and then to have steph do that that was a great way to have her like sort of pick uh kevin owens but still be kind of ambiguous yeah and then in that way that made it made it a more real interview when mick foley has to like you know yeah sell it hard that it's like don't you talk about stephanie that way at least when it's the way they played it worked really well. So Seth Rollins gets to be as pissed as he wants to be. Yeah. Mick Foley gets to defend her to high heaven. Uh, that was the best way to do it. But I would still much rather them just not need to have Stephanie uh, so ingrained into yeah. every part, especially the main uh, storyline that's going in on. Everything and like I don't know, like in what they're doing is ruining Mick Foley. Um, like 
Like I, I'm, I'm the biggest Mick Foley fan of all time. I wore my Cactus Jack shirt yesterday, <laughs> um, but like he sucks. Like it's just he's gonna come out there and put over the women's division and put over the NXT guys and just be a real shitty actor when like like he's he's been GM once and was like like arguably one of the best general managers of all time. Um, like like why are you trying this? Like I think it has something to do with his his shitty reality show that they put on the WWE Network. Like it's all like. I just don't like what they're doing. He just does. He seems uncomfortable with what he's doing, anyways. Um, and, and it just comes off like like if, if you're uncomfortable doing something on live television, it's gonna come off. I, I think the same thing happened with Kevin Owens in the suit. Like I don't think he was very mm. comfortable, and it just just comes off bad. Like you can't like put an effort into anything if you're uncomfortable. Awful acting in the backstage segments, and then when he comes out in the ring and is actually cutting a promo out there, they give him so much to say that he's just uh uh. Uh, like stumbling over his own words and you're like oh just just be, just be McFoley like you know what you're out there to say like you don't have to read the script like just like you you've been there like you've been world champion you've been around forever like just fucking act like it and so like even if he got the script right the script isn't good <laughs> so i mean that that's probably a lot of the issue is like it's it's not even so much like i bet if they gave him a good script McFoley would take the time to you know make sure he knocks it out of the park yeah but you're not gonna knock this out like because the best version of that is still not good the stephanie thing man it's it's too much Um, yeah she's like kevin owens and seth rollins are ready for a really good rivalry and if they just stay out of the way it it's something that could really work especially heading into survivor series yeah and we won't have another situation where the nxt pay-per-view looks better than the you know a main pay-per-view for WWE. I think the only way the only way the 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 Rollins and Owens rivalry like is good is if Kevin Owens gets away from the authority and makes it about a rivalry between him and not oh the rivalry's old golden boy versus their new golden boy like like just let it be about them. Let the authority go do their own fucking thing and just be the authority but like stay out of the title picture like and I know like that's how Kevin Owens got it but like is Triple H even part of the authority now? Like, well, I, it's yes. it's all weird. The and answer like, is, questions aren't answered. The answer is going to be yes because that that's <laughs> the point of the Clash of Champions little scene where yeah. Stephanie says that to Triple H and it's you know it's how long before Stephanie reveals that she's actually in cahoots with Triple H and this yeah. is an authority move. Uh, yeah, but it's yeah, that that's the thing you, you said that they didn't give us the answers it's unanswered. The answers are going to be just as bad as the questions. Yeah, <laughs> so I, we're I just know. in trouble. <sighs> I just want it to be good. So speaking of other things that we don't understand, why the creative team just seems to undercut and hurt really good talent, we're going to get to the new day beating. <sighs> now, and they beat Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Another thing where. Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson were the heels, right, going into this? And then yep. all of a sudden, New Day are back to the heel tactics from a year ago. Their old cheating ways. Uh, triumphant with the trumpet. Yeah. And we we talked about this, especially with how poorly they set it up going into the pay-per-view. Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson needed to win that because it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a waste of talent. It's a waste of a really good rivalry. It's not a rivalry if you have those two losing week to week every show. They 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 were starting to look a little bit more dominant in who they were facing uh, yeah. in the final two weeks, and that that could have helped. <clears throat> but 
it wasn't a very good match. It ends that way where they they do the uh, a heel finish for New Day. Like, none. Who's making these decisions? Yeah. And so when that finishes, we get a rematch on Raw. I, can you guess what happens? Oh, I, th- I think New Day wins again. New Day wins again. Yeah. They did make they did make Kofi bleed, so that's yeah. getting them closer to that heel was, that status. Was pretty awesome. Uh, but. That's got to be the end of the rivalry, and now it's looking like they're putting Cesaro and Sheamus. Yeah. Like, we'll just... Can I say I like that? I like that they're together. I like, I, I do, too, but, like... To I have force them in a faction on my uh, 2K16 game, so I'm, I'm really <laughs> happy that they're in a faction now in real life. The, and they're, they're selling... All right, so this is me going to go against my own points a lot. I, I enjoyed it. The way they uh, came out and yeah. they, they have the dynamic down pretty solidly of mm-hmm. getting in each other's way. Uh, it, I almost wish they wouldn't have just faced two jobbers uh, for the first match, but I guess that worked to kind of build it up. Yeah, and that's, like, that's kind of what they're doing now. Anything new starts out fighting nobodies. So that was one That was one way to do it, but then the other issue being as good as that can be, that still means Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson are just kind of left out to dry. Yeah. And what's the next Raw pay-per-view? Is that Hell in a Cell? I believe so. There's not going to be a rematch at Hell in a Cell after uh, the fucking I, shitty finish? Yeah. Uh, at this point, I... Unannounced? The, the, the finish for the Cesaro Sheamus, like... Seven. I'm s- s- no. The finish <laughs> for uh li- li- like are, are Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson not, not going to be fighting New Day at, at Hell in a Cell? I don't think so. I think they got the rematch on Raw the night yeah, after, okay, and that just yeah. to me that seems like the kind of in cap on that, and it's probably going to be yeah. them having to face some other tag team and work their way back up while Cesaro yeah. and Sheamus quickly take the I number just, one tag I, team. I, I remember watching that match, and at the end of it, I was like, "Oh well, they lost, but you know it's because New Day cheated, so they definitely will have a rematch at, at Hell in a Cell, right? And they'll win, right?" My brother's like, "Yo, yeah, 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 that's exactly what'll happen." I guess that that was I mean, a rematch. It's, that sucks. Yeah, it's still possible. I mean, yeah. it's not that they can't do that, but it just seems like that's kind of yeah. and it, it was it was just wasting good talent. Yeah, they just haven't de- like I was so psyched for uh, Anderson and Gallows to show up to the WWE, and like I'm so mad that they're there now. I'm just like they have done nothing with you. Like Carl Anderson is amazing. He's so good, and like they have not on WWE even remotely shown. That he's good, like the, like in any way that like like he he's like a fantastic. Like I can't say how good he is, and like in WWE like just has not at all been given the opportunity to to show how awesome he is. Um, and it, it just sucks. I even noticed another thing, like you know, uh, Gallows does like you know a choke slam. And yeah. Like, this once again, this is me are like so pissed about all of the finishers. And we're going to get to that when we get to SmackDown and talk about the <laughs> Dean Ambrose, John Cena match. He did a choke slam. Yeah. And pinned him immediately. Yeah. And they got out. Well, like what's the point of a choke slam? Then? Unicorn power. He gives you the, those unicorn boots, give you the power to kick out of choke slams. I don't know. That's just my answer. Cause I'm so mad about it. Like, that's something that, one, I don't think in a match, we, we've been over this before, I yep. don't think that makes a match better, adding in extra finishers for no reason. Yeah. And also, that's part of what makes Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, you know, a badass tag team, mm-hmm. is they need to be, Gallows especially, needs to be a powerhouse. Yeah. And you're not a powerhouse if your finishing move is done and just kicked out of casually. Yeah, he's about, like... Six seven inches taller yeah. than anyone else that he he's been wrestling and and just he gets his ass kicked 
like yeah. almost worse than anyone else. It's it's terrible, and I, I thought I thought we could talk about this for longer, but it actually yeah. just annoys me so much. I don't really have anything else to say about no, it it's just, other it's, than. I, they better have a good if, they, if their plan is to move them down. Yeah, it better be them just crushing the rest of the Raw tag team division. I would hope so. Um, and like I just felt like them winning would get give them a boost definitely, and then it gives like something like it gives the new day something to like go for now. Like we're coming back for our titles that we held for four hundred days, and like yeah, it's a pretty good story, pretty good storyline. Um, but nope, just just keep giving the fucking titles to New Day because they're selling T-shirts. And um, like it's not gonna stop them from selling T-shirts because no. they lost the belt and then had to win it back. Like who who the hell's buying those T-shirts? By the way, I keep seeing grown men wearing them. It's just, it's like seeing a grown man wearing a John Cena shirt. Like it just it makes me cringe. <laughs> Gives me douche chills. Not a, not a fan of bootios. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. See, this may be where we're in trouble because some of the best-selling WWE stuff we hate, and that's hate probably it. why we're so at odds with the creative team. Why do I, I don't <laughs> even know why? Like I, every week, I'm, I just why do I keep watching it? And I just can't wait. I gotta watch the next one because I keep going. Well, maybe they'll do the right thing this time. Uh, this is one of the things I was thinking about talking about was they don't have urgency on the storytelling that they do, and I think that's a lot yeah. of it too. Is there's no reason for me to watch every Monday. I mean, we I do, and I end up yeah. watching. But I've been watching, you know, uh, on Hulu. I've been recording it, and I'll yeah. watch it, like, on Wednesday or on Thursday. Now, maybe it's just the technological advancements, but I don't even think... I think back then, you know, I, I, I had, at different times, a DVR in the mid-2000s watching wrestling. Yeah. You know, as long as my mom wasn't trying to record, like, Law & Order or something, I could uh, make sure to record <clears> that and watch it later. But I wouldn't. I would watch it. Monday, when it's on, I'm watching. I'm 100% into it. I mean, even when there's, like, football conflicting with it, it's like football's the second one. Like, it's like on commercials, I'm flipping to football and seeing what's happening and then quickly go back. I wasn't waiting to watch Monday Night Raw. Now it's very easy to do. Yeah. And to a high degree, that's that's definitely not uh, me just being nostalgic for the wrestling of my youth. There are a lot of things that they do. And some of the stuff when you – I was reading – uh, sorry to talk so much and not give you time no. to jump in there, but I was reading one of the, you know, the, uh, I don't even know what the website was, but you know, it's very clickbaity article with slideshow, whatever, yeah. where it was like reasons why today's wrestling is actually better than old wrestling. Or at I least saw is that. Good. I saw that and didn't click on it. I did click <laughs> on it. And some of the points they have good, but then, you know, they talk about like the young, like the, the mid card is way better back then. Like, you know, like a lot of the matches, you know, if you're watching that, it's here, you're watching test and like a mid card, you know, yeah. and it's like now they got guys like Sami Zayn, they can't even make it to the top, but they're putting in these great matches. And it's like, they're not really great matches. This is where I'm going to just say, I disagree with these guys. Yeah. Just because they're moving faster and they're, they, there is not a level of storytelling to the match. That is most of what it is. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool that you can move fast, but uh, we'll get to this later when we talk about what happened in the the cruiserweight, the first uh, yeah. cruiserweight match for Raw. But just because you're doing moves really fast, like if it doesn't build up, like if it's not selling one guy as a face and one guy as a heel, yeah. and it's not intriguing in that way, then it's just two guys, you know, sweating on each other as they give them hip tosses. You yeah. know, like, and that's where we're back to talking mm-hmm. with guys like Randy Orton that kind of have a like charisma to them. They have a showmanship that they yeah. understand. It's not the moves they do. 
it's the acting and the showmanship that they put in between the moves that make the match better. Mm-hmm. And those guys on the mid card, they're not any better at that than the guys were in the attitude. Era. I would actually argue the guys in the attitude era were better because they had to get good at those things or they weren't going to move up the yeah. card. While these guys, sure, it's great that you kind of have this, you know, I could wrestle, you know, full speed, 20-minute match. Well, guess what? They're not giving you a 20-minute match. They're giving you a five-minute match. And in that, you need to have some of that showman skill to make yeah. the match memorable. If every week it's just you doing, you know, these, you know, high speed moves over and over again, that's not as entertaining. And that's something that, you know, that that probably is me just yeah. doing nostalgia because they're not ever going well, back to that. You can like you can save that stuff for the house shows, you know, like that stuff's really good for like like the live audience. Um, but like, I don't know, like like, if, like back in our day, um, like they made every episode of Raw like. It was must watch. You had to watch it because they didn't want you to watch anyone else's show. So they would make their show as good as possible. So you would make sure you watch it. Now, like you really only need to watch like the the the, the raw after the pay per view, the raw before the pay per view, and the pay per view. That's it. Like and just be like and, and even that pay per view like isn't a good pay per view. It's like a really good episode of Raw. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um like like um. But then I, I feel like like once they got SmackDown and then once they did the brand split and like it, and it was just like oh now it's too much wrestling like it's too much we don't really know what to do. Um, um, I, I agree with you about just like the just we're going we're jumping we're flipping we're doing that like that's all great like I would love to watch that, but I I don't care about why you're doing it. Um, there's really like it's <laughs> there's no reason it's 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 really like, cool to it's it it would, it would be like watching motocross on TV like not motocross but like you know like uh like where they jump and do the flips on the motorcycles like like Nitro Circus and stuff yeah. like it'd be like dude, like that'd be really cool to sit in an arena and watch Nitro Circus but I don't want to watch a Nitro Circus show on TV it's just not the same um but yeah that and that's one of the other things with uh you know going fast and like trying to trying to do that where it's entertaining for a live show but you can see on raw when they do it there's a point in the match where instead of it being like a build-up to the finish you can see a drop-off to the finish yeah and i hate that like that like as a good wrestling fan you can tell when a match is coming to its close Mm -hmm. but it shouldn't be because the wrestlers kind of get confused and they're like oh what do i do now (laughs) because you know we're not just moving 100 miles an hour yeah and you see that and we're back to that's probably why the finisher thing happens. The only way they know how to signal the end of the match and actually do something that's not just this letdown yeah. is, oh, we're going to do three finishers that people get out of before we get to the, the final one. Mm-hmm. That doesn't – it doesn't work for me. Yeah. And this is back where we're not I, – I can't really say it doesn't work because WWE is still selling a lot of T-shirts. They're, they're mm-hmm. getting all these people to pay for WWE Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are still in the seats. Maybe I'm just wrong. All those moves look really cool in the video game. They do look really cool <laughs> in the video game. I don't know. I don't know, man. I almost wanted to just jump ahead to my because it's gonna be it's gonna tread over the same information <laughs> when we get to the Dean Ambrose John Cena thing. But we'll try to finish up Clash of Champions. We spent a long time. And we haven't even made it. That was nearly. all just from talking about New Day and Carl Anderson. Yeah, we have not gotten anywhere else. Uh, we kind of covered Cesaro and Sheamus together. So I mean, we could talk about the the, yeah. the best of seven that. That wasn't that just wasn't like oh, no payoff from that, and then Monday they're in a tag team together. Like, I, I was that built into the storyline? Did somebody actually get injured? Because 
it was so awkward. Like the first thing is, you know, they ended the match after Cesaro uh, clotheslines Sheamus over the barricade. Yeah, uh, Cesaro there, you know, looks like he, you know, dislocated his shoulder or whatever it is. Because yeah, he's definitely going to wrestle the next night after a dislocated shoulder. Mm-hmm. And so they they break it up, but then they, you know, Cesaro goes back in the ring and they drag Sheamus off. But Cesaro looked like if he if it was injury because of him, like the they're saying, you know, it's a shoulder. We're calling this off. Yeah. Like the move that looked like it hurt him was he dove out to uh, yeah, Sheamus yeah, and yeah. landed on his freaking skull. If anything hurt him, it was that. And so I was thinking maybe they just talked to him and then they're like, okay, let's let's wrap it up because it was it was awkward. Like for a not you can do a non finish. Like yeah. Roman Reigns and Rusev didn't a non finish that was equally as upsetting. But you could tell that that was mm-hmm. planned. I had no idea what the hell they were trying to do with the Cesaro Sheamus thing. I, th- I feel like what they were trying to do was these two guys are such great warriors that, that, that you know, like, we'll never know which one's better. So so we're just going to have to put them together now, which is, is a pretty lame way to do it. Um, I like they're together now. I think it'll help Cesaro, who is basically being held together by tape. <laughs> he probably needs to like maybe do a little like instead of wrestling full matches, you just start doing some tag matches and like it, it's given him something to do at least because the last time he had any success at all was with a tag team with Tyson Kidd. Um, so it's given him something to do. Great. Um, Sheamus has like when he came back with the mohawk and the beard, like man, when they started chanting, you look stupid, Adam. I've never felt bad for a wrestler before until then because I thought he looked cool as shit. <laughs> like, Sheamus looks badass, and you look stupid. I was just like, well, that's done. Whatever that, whatever push they were going to do with him is gone now. Um, but I'll give him something to do now. He's with Cesaro. Cesaro gets a lot of cheers. Um, people love Cesaro, as they should. He's fantastic. Um, so it gives them both something to do now that's positive. They're, they're doing something at least because I like both of them. People, people hate Sheamus. I think he's fucking awesome. Um, like he's like he's American strong style. Like that's what he says his wrestling style is. And like you can like when I like I like watching a Sheamus match because I like seeing how hard he actually hits these people. And I like seeing how hard they hit him back because that pale skin bruises up really good <laughs> on camera. You can just watch the welts for him on Sheamus. So I'm a huge fan of both those guys. I'm glad they're together. I'm glad they're doing something with them. And like like I said earlier, like I got them together in my video game. So like WWE just needs to fucking put me on the payroll since they're doing all the shit I'm doing anyways. <laughs> yeah, and I I agree with you. I like that group together mostly because I you know I really like Cesaro and he needs something to do. I really like Sheamus when he has focus because when he doesn't, he just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, and it sort of you know it's like he's the type of wrestler. He's not going to be one of those guys going 100 miles per hour. So for him to be good, yeah. he needs to be dialed in. And I don't think he has been for any recent push that he's had uh, probably since the last time he was in the title picture was the yeah. last time he really, you know, in my eyes uh, put up really good matches cause he cared. Yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> that's a, that's a good way to do it. And uh, you know, like I had said before we got on the podcast, I think the, the dynamic that they have works really well. They're kind of, you know, they still don't like each other, but it's, you know, it's already at this point more comical than anything. They found a way yeah. to turn that very fast. What was a serious rivalry, they found a way to turn into this comical, like, I'm better than you in this tag team and I'm going to prove yeah. it. Uh, and I think, at least for the first few weeks, that's going to work really well. Uh, I'd rather they do it against real tag teams and not jobbers, but yeah. that's how the WWE works now. I, I have really high hopes for this um, just because I like both those guys. Like, they're killers. They're big, strong dudes. Like, like they should be able to just clear out all the tag teams because, like, who's better than those two guys? So, um, 
I really hope something happens out of it. Like I like I just feel like WWE will drop the ball. Like well, they, they're, they're going to lose the New Day like three or four times, and then yeah. in the rival in the uh, tag team and move on. But yeah, I, I hope the best for him. We're going to keep moving down uh, the pay per view and figure things out. Although we're probably just going to jump over half of these things. Uh, Chris Jericho, Sami Zayn. Do you have anything important to say about it? I don't really have anything other than they're at least building up the Chris Jericho. Uh, yeah, I'm. Kevin Owens' best friend. Thing. It was it was a filler match. Like like people want to see Sami Zayn, they want to see Jericho. So there there you go. You saw him. So yeah, that that was fine. Jericho wins. Uh, you know, playing possum and then hits Sami Zayn with the code breaker. Uh, Rusev Roman Reigns is that was a weird one because I mean at least if Roman has he, Roman beat Rusev uh, after Elena got ejected from ringside and uh, Roman hits him with the spear, clean win, uh, which is. Still weird because they did enough heel things with Roman. They're, it's like they're taunting us. Maybe yeah, they like, are really like, good. Like, at what do people doing. not realize in this whole storyline between those two, Roman Reigns is the bad guy. Like he's he's the, like the only reason Rusev is being booed is because well, I guess they both get booed, don't yeah. they? No, they <laughs> it's but in the storyline, like they're acting like Rusev is the bad guy. I, I guess because he's Bulgarian and Roman Reigns is the good guy because he's not Bulgarian. But Roman Reigns was doing all the heel shit. The yeah. whole time during the storyline, Roman Reigns did all the heel moves. But he wins with the 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 clean win and gets Why the win. Well, he he gets the United States Championship. That means he's not in the title picture. <laughs> yeah. Unless they're True. gonna unify the belt and come up with one that doesn't look as terrible yeah. as it does. And they've been like trying to bring up that US title for like John Cena had it forever and Rusev has it now. I think Rusev is a great US champion. Um so I guess yeah they're giving it to a name so I, I kind of get that's the, they're trying to bring up the title but fucking like fuck Roman Reigns think about like guys that were powerhouses like he's not close to being the size they are but it, it, it's almost like the guys like like the people they put in the, in the ring as his opponents they have to act like they're in the ring with a Goldberg or or a, or a Lesnar or you know like 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 people that are known for being powerhouses and like Roman Reigns is a big good looking guy he's got the like the look of a pro wrestler but like he's not as big as I think WWE will, WWE wants him to be like like a Triple H sized guy and he's just like right under the cuff of being that and it just makes him look funny when he's out there doing powerhouse moves and he's not quite as big as those guys like it's it's great I mean Edge did a spear I guess but that was that was the worst spear in fucking history. Um, Ed should, should never have been allowed to use a spear ever, and Christian using it is even worse. Um, I'm glad they're both gone. <laughs> they, they ruined a, a great wrestling move. Oh, I, that's a hot take right there. I <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know we were putting Edge spear into. I was the just worst putting. I was, I was like, yeah, you know, he does a spear. He's not that big. I was like, oh yeah, Edge did a spear too, and Edge definitely was. I don't think anyone would say he was a big guy. Yeah, and Edge's spear was more. It's in the same category as the Seth Rollins pedigree. It's <laughs> can it come out of nowhere? Because even a, spe- like yeah. a spear, even from a big guy, sort of comes out of nowhere. But it doesn't. They do the you know Roman Reigns does his setup and he punches the ground. Yeah, you got to go to the corner and yell a little bit. And you could do that, but yeah, Edges was one that it really could come out of nowhere. And yeah. he just it was it it was snake like. It was it was more of a you know a, I'm gonna say Randy Orton as 30 times in this uh, podcast. That's the plan. It it was a viper esque uh, take on the spear. I guess I was I was too young. I guess back then I enjoyed it. You know, I still hated Edge and Christian, but I didn't like watch. <laughs> the, I didn't watch the spear and be like, "Yeah, you're doing that wrong, Edge." Yeah. Uh, but I can see your point. 
Uh, we're, we're done ripping on Roman Reigns for now. We'll get back to it later. Uh, uh, I assume you skipped through the women's match again, Charlotte, Sasha Banks, Bayley. No, I watched, you watched it. it. Yeah. You're a Bayley fan, I forgot. I'm a Bayley so. fan, <laughs> yeah. God, that's so shameful. Like it, it, I am embarrassed that I'm a Bayley fan. It makes me feel like I like the New Day. Like I'm just like, oh, I can't let anyone know about that. But I do. I like I like Bayley. I don't know why. I got a little crush, I think. Um, you seem to enjoy any of the wrestlers that still they they look like the fan and somebody like allowed them to come over the barricade and like try yeah. it one time and yeah. now they're they're wrestlers that's what they like, get to do like kevin owens is the same kevin way owens like like it's it's all like she just looks like she's having the time of her life and yep that'll make me watch you that'll make me a fan of you immediately if you're like yep this is what i, I want to do um it wasn't bad charlotte sasha banks bailey uh really good match um i had that's another one where I was like, I don't know how long Charlotte can just keep the the belt. Yeah, uh, you know, obviously they were, uh, you know, Sasha being injured kind of changes whether you know she can you know win the belt. But I think I I'm pretty sure from that that last one at uh was the last pay per view backlash mm-hmm. uh, or no because this this is Raw so that the last one would have been at SummerSlam. Yeah. Uh, yeah, th- I'm pretty sure Charlotte was supposed to win that one, so I don't think it was because of the injury. But yeah, at some point, one of them, obviously Bailey's going to move down and she's going to have to beat other people and kind of build herself back up. But Sasha Banks is going to need to win the belt and keep yeah. it for longer than a day. I thought for sure they were going to give that thing to Bailey as soon as possible. I thought that's the only reason why they had Charlotte beat Sasha Banks to get the belt back is to go, oh, that way Bailey can beat a heel, you know? Yeah. Um, then it didn't happen, and I was like, oh, okay, I guess that's not what's going on. Um, yeah, she she. It seems like they're gonna make her uh, work a little bit longer yeah. before they let her be the. And like, I, th- I think the women's division will be better. Like once, like they start weeding out some of the older women wrestlers that were in there. Like not older as in age, older as in time like, spent. Um, the the cast of Total Divas. Is yeah, what yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Once Total Total Divas gets out of there, and uh, um. We bring in people like like Oscar. I don't know if you've ever watched any of her matches. I haven't watched too much, but I yeah. she's an animal. Like I watch her for the same reason I watch Sheamus because she kicks the hell out of people. Um, like she's really fun to watch. Um, so like w- once that happens, I th- I think it'll be a little better. Um, this, my my nephew knows that I watch wrestling, so, so the only thing he has out of wrestling is Total Divas. Like, Uncle Wade, do you watch Total <laughs> Divas? And I was like, no, 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 absolutely not. And he's like, I really like Nikki Bella. I just I that's I, great. I watched like a whole season of Total Divas. Kenzie put it on and like started watching. I was just stuck with her and like the first like hour of it's me like, man, this is so bad. But it's me complaining about things that are just reality show bad. Yeah. And then like an hour and a half in, I'm like, I can't believe Daniel Bryan did that to <laughs> Bree. Like, <laughs> but no, I was yeah, I w- I watched way too much of that. But we're going to stop talking about that. We're going to move on. We've, we've taken way too long. We're not even going to get to SmackDown. Uh, we're, there's a couple things on SmackDown. Luckily, we don't know. The whole card for uh, No Mercy has not been set yet, but we're going to talk about the important <clears throat> matches. Uh, real quick, though, we're going to talk about the Cruiserweight. TJ Perkins. Yeah. First, uh, they decided to go a special way with introducing the Cruiserweight with the number one contender match for the belt, yeah. uh, letting Brian Kendrick win, uh, which is a weird because... We know who Brian Kendrick is. He's, yeah, he's gonna. So he wins the number one uh, contender on Raw as our first intro to the cruiserweight, mm-hmm. so that he can then go face somebody that 
a large chunk of the fan base doesn't know yeah. in TJ Perkins. So that's a smart way to do the introduction. Well, TJ's got a hell of an entrance, though, doesn't he? He does. That's a pretty the, cool entrance. It's, I mean, I. But then he does like the the dab, and then yeah, that's it's too many things. It, it has a cool, let's say, entrance theme. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like the it's you know, the, the background the and the music and all that. Music, yeah, that, that's all cool. That, the, and the, then he does like a dab thing, yeah. and then he's wearing like Jordans, and then I'm like. I don't know if I want to like this guy. Yeah, and he's he's not great on the mic, and that's I'm not going to like him. I will like his entrance. Yeah, he's he's not very charismatic, and that's something that I don't know if it'll take time. And especially with the cruiserweight, it was much more about the in ring stuff. They weren't yeah. really taking the time to build up the characters. But you know, Brian Kendrick gets to come in, and he has a built in heel persona that he he worked on, and so he yeah you know, he he's the one to kind like. It's it, weird because they're using Brian Kendrick to kind of like legitimize Perkins as the cruiserweight. Yeah. I'm like, does that work for fans? Like, fans think of Brian Kendrick that way. Like, I think I think it's all because like during that challenge, like like the, there was like a backstage moment where Daniel Bryan gave him a hug, and it was really emotional for everybody. So I think that's probably why he got the push for that. But he was the last person I ever expected to come back to WWE. I watch a lot of uh, sh- uh, shoot interviews on YouTube, and he has said some horrible things <laughs> about the top, like Vince McMahon, Triple H, Undertaker, l- like has just shot them down in these interviews, talking crazy shit on them. And I was like, oh, he is, he'll never be back. And I mean, I think it was like NXT, like not that long ago that he had just like a surprise, like, oh, Brian Kendrick's here tonight. And then he was in the, in the Cruiserways. Oh, and then now he's on Raw again. Like never expected to see that ever. So kind of cool. Like it's all right. He's okay. Like I don't dislike him. I kind of like his the 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 Brian Kendrick. He comes out there and walks all funny with his crazy jackets. Like, but how many people in Raw are gonna be wearing leopard now? We got him, Enzo, and Foley, <laughs> like all wearing leopard print every week. Yeah, I didn't think WWE was gonna get to that point where that's the, <laughs> that's the dominant uh, pattern. Uh. But yeah, uh, I good match. Yeah, I I felt like there was a lot of botched moves early. I don't know if the the there was just kind of like a lot of pressure on TJ Perkins, but there was definitely early in the match there was a lot of botched moves. Yeah, and then one of the things you know, obviously the match was fine, but then when they start thinking of like a cruiserweight division, the 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 one criticism that I have is that you have these small guys. But there were minimal high flying moves. And yeah. I don't know. Part of that being that the first number one contender that you have is Brian Kendrick out there who's thirty eight and yeah. physically broken. But you would think the cruiserweight would be the more high flying stuff because otherwise, yeah, like what I, is different about the cruiserweight than the mid card like Sami Zayn running around? If it's just smaller guys that are you know doing these you know high high paced matches, well, you see, they give the cruiserweights purple ropes. So oh. yeah, so that's Good. the difference. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I noticed that during the during I think it was during the pay per view or Raw one or the other I was like oh do they just like did they change the ropes during the break yeah. and like yep purple ropes now purple lights in the background everything purple title purple. it's all purple now um, unnecessary unnecessary it, it reminded me of when they used to turn on the orange and blue lights during Sankara matches like See, unnecessary also if it's gonna be purple shouldn't cruiserweights just like flip between Raw and SmackDown? Shouldn't they just be like... Yeah, if they got their... If they got their... Yeah. If they, they're the purple and that's, you know, in between red yeah. and blue and they just... It's also, like, <clears throat> gives them time to, like, work in and build up. It gives <laughs> SmackDown something to go to when the, the depth is thin, yeah. when you have guys out like, you know, John Cena out and different stuff well, like and that. Well, it completely, like, separates them from the rest of the roster. Like, like I remember Cruiserweights wrestling 
regular weights or <laughs> heavy weights, I guess. Like, I remember that, but nope. Purple now, purple title, purple lights. We all get the purple because we're on the purple club. Um, which, like, I don't, I don't, like, why is it got to be purple lights and ropes? Like, just yeah. let it be. Like, why are you separating it from the, from the rest of the roster? It's a little unnecessary, but I guess that's what they're into now. I really don't see the, it being around very long. Yeah, I mean, more so than, like, it just being, like, the first match every night and it's yeah. just happening, you know. Uh, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll see what happens there. Uh, but I don't know. The TJ Perkins thing, uh, I think the other issue, like I said, I don't think he's that good on the mic, yeah. so you're going to run into that issue, and it's not like he's so good in the ring that he blew me away. And it's gonna but it was be a good like, match. Like, like so far, like with the exception of like a couple of them, like these are all brand new people with like zero WWE fan base, so it's going to be really hard to, to just like, oh, we got this new division, and you don't know any of these people, so you need to care about it. Like That's going to be really difficult. I hope they can do it, because... Like, like uh, I loved the Luchadors in WCW. That was like my, my favorite. I th- thought they were the greatest. Um, so like I, I look forward to some of that. But I, I just hope they do it right. Like everything that I talked yeah. about, I'm like, ah, oh, I just hope they do it right. And then they don't. But I don't know. That that's the other thing with not having the fan base. Like, you should do both shows. Yeah. Like gives them more time to kind of build that up pretty quickly. There's a lot of guys who don't make it. You know, like there's a lot of storylines that don't pay off. For each one that works, there's probably six uh, people that, you know, creative yeah. fucks up and doesn't, you know, give them a good push. At least. You only get one shot with the cruiserweights. You know, it's like, you know, match a night, two guys. Like, easily, like, TJ Perkins could just not work. Like I said, not great on the mic, not going to blow you away. Yeah. Uh, that way. Give them that extra time to get out there and get some work in. See, it seems like an easy solution, but WWE doesn't like easy solutions. They also don't like to follow their own uh, ways of building up characters. They're face and heel. Uh, they're using top wrestlers to push up another wrestler, such as we're going to transition to SmackDown and talk about the AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, John Cena triple threat match that will happen at No Mercy. As the buildup for that, obviously John Cena coming back and mm-hmm. inserting himself into that rivalry. Dean Ambrose and John Cena had a match a couple weeks back on SmackDown. And in the craziest turn of events, something that's so rare to see happen, John Cena lost on SmackDown. The just the unbreakable John Cena lost to Dean Ambrose. <laughs> Clean victory. Mm-hmm. And that should have been a great push for Dean Ambrose. Via roll-up. He won by a cradle pin. The worst. One after, and th- this is a cradle pin that was so shortly after first uh, John Cena hitting the attitude adjustment, mm-hmm. pinned Dean Ambrose immediately, and Dean Ambrose pumped out. Yeah. Dean Ambrose hits him with the DDT. John Cena immediately pumps out. They get up. Nothing else happens. As John Cena is kind of ready to, for another attitude adjustment. Dean Ambrose rolls over into a cradle pin, and the match ends. One, I two, three. Hate cradle pins. They're they're terrible, and they're also terrible when oh, so a, f- uh, a finisher doesn't take them nope. out, but the cradle pin yep. does. That'll do it. And so D- not and so even then, even if you thought <laughs> that was the good way to end it, Dean Ambrose's time to shine is then taken up as AJ Styles comes out to attack both John Cena and Dean Ambrose. So by the end of this fifteen minute match, by the end of all this, what could have been Dean Ambrose doing something that doesn't get done, yeah. beating John Cena on a weekly show. Yeah. That's a huge push. That is huge. That 
nobody had any time to absorb. And nope. nobody really had to care because it was a terrible way to make that finish happen. Yep. What what are they doing there? Like what what is the benefit to any one of those wrestlers? Like the, there isn't one. Like like the only time a cradle pin is ever like has like like oh that it actually mattered was when it's done by a heel and like oh they roll them up and like use the ropes for leverage or grab their tights or you know some way cheat with a roll up and win like like that's the only time you're like oh that son of a bitch he did it like it doesn't work if a good guy just rolls you up and just pins you with a roll up that makes you look weak that makes the finish really lame like the, there's like. Because out of, yeah, ex- like, exactly like you were saying, out of all those moves that just happened, you, you pinned him without doing a move. You just rolled him over and pinned him. Like, that, that's real shitty. Um, and, and then, like, the, you're, it takes all the wind out of his sails after beating the unbeatable John Cena for just like, oh, nope, d- don't even worry about it. We're going to come out and cut a promo real quick and don't even worry that that just happened. It didn't happen. No one saw that. <laughs> um, and, like, it's... Like, I don't know. And I'd like to add that that was on a SmackDown that had, I think it was a, like 2.3 like, million viewers average on there. It was basically back down to what SmackDown had before yeah. the brand split happened. Uh, so really low ratings. And then Raw was hit with terrible ratings as the uh, presidential debate hit. Uh, and they, they, they tried really hard. They put Roman Reigns and Rusev having their rematch on Raw, like, at the very beginning. Yeah. Like, they're just like, we're jumping in this. We have 30 minutes to yeah. hook some people, it's or usually, otherwise we're in trouble. It's usually reserved for, you know, 20 minutes of the authority talking about nothing. So, you yeah. know, to actually see a, a match opening Raw, that's always refreshing and good. But it was only so that they could try to beat the debate, and they <laughs> didn't. They did not do so well. But anyways, WWE having a tough time. The next week, I believe, uh, this would be last, this last Tuesday, this, uh, Dean Ambrose and AJ Styles, I believe, had their rematch, which then ended with obviously AJ Styles winning, but John Cena was at ringside, uh, you know, on the on the with the announcers, and he comes into the ring afterwards, attacked by Dean Ambrose, and yeah. he does attitude adjustment. To Dean Ambrose, mm-hmm. AJ Styles comes in to attack John Cena. John <clears throat> Cena gets attitude adjustment. So after a week of a wasted loss for John Cena. He then demolishes both people because you have to restore yeah. Super Cena. Yeah. Oh, and, and also while he was on the mic, he just took away one of AJ Styles' wins against him. Oh, as, as he stated, um, I believe John Cena talking to Bradshaw goes, or JBL, whatever you want to call him now, goes, well, you know, AJ Styles has never beat me twice. And I go, eh-eh. <laughs> um, I believe he just beat you at the last, like, both, like, past pay-per-views, like, AJ Styles beat you both times, but it's not important because he's super Cena. So like, no, 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 that 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 doesn't count. Here's a couple AAs. I'm gonna throw some wristbands in the crowd. Um, I got a new shirt. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Just the just one time, like, like just scan the crowd and look at how many like mid thirty year old men you see out there wearing John Cena shirts, and just see if you can hold your lunch down. It's unbelievable. They got the hats. They got the shirts. And like I'm like, no, like you're a grown-up. Like, <laughs> no, you're not supposed to like him. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, as an adult, like, like now, like, I totally see why when I was a little kid, like, my dad and grandpa hated Hulk Hogan. I was like, what do you mean? He's the greatest. <laughs> he has the American flag. He rips his shirt. He beats everybody. Like, he's the greatest of all time. And they're like, no, 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 no. He sucks. And I'm like, I'm like, like John Cena is this generation's Hulk Hogan. And I'm totally like, like no, he sucks. <laughs> 
<laughs> and that's considering John Cena doesn't look like a burnt hot dog with ramen noodle hair. So that's a, <laughs> you know. Can he say something racist on a sex tape so we can get rid of him? <laughs> like, is that too much to ask for? <laughs> that's not John Cena style. Yeah, probably not. He would say something really nice to the lady that uh, <laughs> comforted her. Uh, Kisses dog tags real quick. <laughs> So, yeah, we, we've gone really long on this podcast, and we're just going to try to wrap this up. But there's still a couple things we need to talk about. Uh, the the important one is going to be the Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt. But we're going to quickly knock out the Miz versus Dolph Ziggler career match. Would we feel bad if the if he Dolph Ziggler lost? Like, the career match, like, is that a, a – to me, that's a benefit. I might be rooting for the yeah. Miz on, uh, um, on Sunday. I like Dolph Ziggler better than I like the Miz. I like everyone better yeah. than I like the Miz. Um, but it's not – Career versus career match. Yeah, career so there's not a benefit title. for Dolph Ziggler to beat the Miz. We're not getting yeah. rid of the Miz, but we could get rid of Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Um, I'm just kidding. I don't really like, want to get rid of him. I um, like. I feel bad saying, yeah, let him go. <laughs> but like, what, honestly, like, what difference is it going to make if Dolph Ziggler's not there anymore? Um, I think Dolph Ziggler could be huge um, on the Indies. Um, just as we're seeing Cody Rhodes, who I absolutely hated in WWE, didn't like anything he did. Now he's like almost king of the Indies. Now he's going everywhere, doing everything, because he's an ex WWE guy. Um, same thing for God. I don't even remember his Drew McIntyre was a like yeah. a, a the jabroni, and now is like he's champion of all this, and he's doing great, making more money than he even did in WWE. I think Dolph Ziggler could totally be one of those guys. Um, I know he's like like within the last year or so, like it's like talked about wanting to leave and and contracts and all that stuff. So. Um, and especially with the way they've been pushing the Miz lately, like I wouldn't be surprised if Dolph Ziggler leaves and then you know goes off to the Indies. I wouldn't be surprised at all. But fucking get that belt off the Miz, <laughs> like like just give it to Ziggler. Like Z- Ziggler is a good IC champ. Like that that's yep. He never needs to be in the world title picture like for any reason. But he could definitely be in like IC champ for sure. Um, I hope Ziggler wins. Just like that, I don't know. But either way, with w- whatever happens, like. I think it almost like would be better for Ziggler to lose and go somewhere else and then be able to come back maybe, you know, years down the road. Yeah, but are these guys that are going off to the Indies, like, which like, is Cody Rhodes going to at some point come back to WWE and, like, have an extra push? You know, like, is it going to be, like, he builds that fan base? Yeah. And, like, I don't know which which guys, like, obviously there's ones that have the, you know, they have enough talent and they, 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 they fit better with mm-hmm. kind of the different indie promotions and they can make money. Yeah. But how many one how many guys can actually do that? How like how many WWE guys can leave and still be the the big enough draw to make more money yeah. on the indie circuit than they can the WWE? Uh, if you follow Dave Meltzer on Twitter, his answer is not many. Uh, the Dolph Ziggler probably could be one of those. But how many of them can come back and do like I mean there's obviously you've built up cred like, you know, AJ Styles comes in and he has a certain level of fan base yeah. that are going to follow him mm-hmm. when he gets to WWE. And then a lot of people that are WWE fans that like AJ Styles that have been waiting for him to get to WWE yeah. for a really long time. But a lot of these other guys, I don't see them coming back and then having... They're not going to have much better luck than they had. No. And until the, they get to WWE and the creative gives them something to work with, it's still kind of yeah. going to not work. And these guys, it's not like they're going off and they're they're doing really good wrestling and they're, they're selling tickets to these indie promotions but they're not crafting 
like these characters that are somehow going to make them that much no. more appealing when they get back to WWE. Yeah, it's, it's almost like they're showing up to the indies like already made men. It's like, well, I've been on TV and none of you have, so I'm kind of the guy here now. Um, which, like, I think, like, Dolph Ziggler has a huge enough WWE fan base. Like, if you look at the, the people who are Dolph Ziggler fans, they're, those are the people who go to those indie shows. I mean, I hate to see him go just because I don't I don't even know why I hate to see him go. I don't even know why. You're secretly a Dolph Ziggler fan. You um, just want to... You just want to build up your image by pretending to hate Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hate the character of, of yeah. Dolph Ziggler. Like, I definitely hate the character. But I've seen him in other things just where he's, you know, out of character. And, like, he's a pretty decent like, dude. Quick, like, quick question. When he's yeah. on Twitter, is he, like, actually a Trump supporter? Is that, like, a heel gimmick that, like... I don't know. I but don't he's, f- follow him on Twitter. Oh, my God. Like, I, I have my own, like... Uh, I follow s- Kevin Nash, and apparently he's <laughs> a Trump supporter. Oh, that, that would make sense. But, all right. <laughs> uh, I'm on TweetDeck, and I have, like, you know, I have my NBA yeah. Twitter, my yeah. NFL Twitter, I have my wrestling Twitter, and I just, I don't know, it, there's no rhyme or reason to who I follow, I just, th- it'll suggest, and yeah. I'm like, alright, I'll follow all these wrestling guys, I guess, and if they suck too bad, I'll just, you know, get rid of them off my yeah. my little uh, timeline there, and Dolph Ziggler, I started seeing, like, pro-Trump stuff, but his his uh, Twitter uh, handle is Heel Ziggler, yeah. so I'm like, is this like this weird, because he's not necessarily a heel right now, yeah, in in uh, WWE, so it's like it's not that he's keeping up his like heel image. I don't know. He might actually just be a Trump supporter, and I'm well, like, then fuck him. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, what, what is going then on? Let him go. Let him lose his job. <laughs> then good. Get rid of him. <laughs> so I'm ne- I'm never quite sure. I was I was. You know who is really good on Twitter though? Who Rusev is great. Oh, I, I don't think I follow so Rusev. So Kevin, Kevin Owens might be the best. Kevin yeah, Owens I might Kevin win Owens. Twitter, but Rusev Rusev's really good too. Surprisingly. I'm going to have to follow. Well, I mean, it's easier to understand what he's saying because yeah. <laughs> typed out. Rusev Machka. <laughs> Is that just every tweet? It should be. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we continue to waste more time. You're going to listen to a really long podcast and you're just going to have to deal with it. Love guys, it. Because there's no way. There's no way we're bailing on this right now because we're finally to the only thing I want to talk about. We spent an hour just giving you guys, <laughs> just entertaining you animals so that I could then talk about. Randy Orton, this might be another 30 minutes. Yeah. Ray Orton, Bray Wyatt, although that was a terrible way to to have that uh, backlash mm-hmm. uh, non-match and have Bray Wyatt face Kane. Since yeah. then, it has just been great promo after great promo. Yeah. And as we said, the buildup without having a physical buildup, because one, Randy Orton still being injured from the Brock Lesnar squash at SummerSlam, and then Randy Orton, obviously, I guess it, a leg injury of some kind that, Take him out <laughs> from backlash. Uh, you know, his foot just being in a door and Bray Wyatt coming along saying, Oh, I can shut this door. Uh-huh. Uh, that <laughs> taking him out. So no no real contact until this last week. Although I don't I have to rewatch it. It was a great promo mm-hmm. and they had Randy Orton like it, they came back to him three times. Like I was sitting there, I was trying to do like homework while it was on and I was making my girlfriend fast forward through it. That's that's her job is to fast forward through wrestling for me so I can keep doing homework three times i'm like oh this is a third promo and i'm like this, this is really good and she was into it too and yeah. that's how i know she's a keeper <laughs> and randy orton goes to the back and he's like looking for bray white who just keeps doing these promos from his little rocking chair somewhere yeah. in a dark room and he, he finds like these two doors and one's like you know it's like if you 
don't pick the right one. Something, <laughs> so, something ominous from Bray Wyatt. Choose your own story. And so he pick, yeah, he picked one door and he looks in and then he shuts it. And then when he opens another door, you see somebody in one of the yeah. animal masks yeah, just look, back there Eric, waiting. Eric Rowan, like, in a, like yeah. giving him different masks now. Yeah, like, so, that's kind of cool. So, he was, like so he's sitting in the back and Randy Orton like looks in. You're like, oh, he's uh, like, my thought was Randy Orton's going to get beat up from the other side from Bray Wyatt. But mm-hmm. then he shuts the door and then all of a sudden, Randy Orton leaves and the camera is just looking at the handle and like Rowan's just d- jiggling the handle. And I'm like, wait, what, what happened? Did he, why did he lock him in there? Like, I don't understand what's going on right now. And so it was just so weird. I couldn't tell you what was happening. And then they get to the end mm-hmm. and Randy Orton finds Bray Wyatt and he attacks him. And all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, uh, Randy Orton sits down in the rocking chair mm-hmm. and he picks up the mask and he puts it on himself. And, uh, earlier in the night, part of Bray Wyatt's, uh, promo was, Singing, I got the whole world in my hands. Yeah. And so it's Randy Orton in the mask singing, I got the whole world. But then all of a sudden there was this weird cut sequence. And then yeah. Bray Wyatt sitting at the chair again. I'm like, did somebody just hit play for no reason on a, the yeah. other part of the promo? Like, what what is happening right now? And I need to rewatch because I don't even know if that happened. Or I was uh, studying up all night. So that was probably at like 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. right before I decided to go on WWE Network and watch the origins of D-Generation D- <laughs> X. It was a fun night. I also may have been hallucinating. But I'm pretty sure that's how that one went down. Uh, but even before, uh, you know, this week's SmackDown, the promos have been great. And I'm ready for this. If it's a yeah. non-match, if Bray Wyatt has to beat mm-hmm. who's who's somebody terrible on SmackDown. I can't even think of a name. Mojo Raleigh. If he has to beat Mojo Raleigh. Actually, I'd be okay with that as long as he actually Absolutely. beats him. Yeah, uh, I'd be, I guess I'd be okay with that. But no, we need this Randy Orton Bray Wyatt match. They have finally built up some adult material rivalry that. Yeah. They're so good on the mic. I I, I, I hope the match lives up yeah. to the expectation I have for it right now. Well, it's just going to end with Bray Wyatt losing, as always, because he can never win any pay-per-view ever. He, he ha- All right. That's, that's, they can't even jump people and win anymore. We had said that Luke Gallows and Anderson needed to win. Yeah. They needed to beat New Day, and we just we say it, and it never happens. Bray Wyatt needs to win because you can't, you know, I was trying to explain this to Kenzie with like having this buildup of this kind of monster character. Yeah. And Bray Wyatt needs it more than anybody else because as opposed to a Kane or an Undertaker seven foot, he's not that no. big. And so he looks like me. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, so at this point, his promos are great, but they, they lose all their value if he's talking about being the eater of worlds and a God and he can't win a single pay-per-view match. Yep. And then it just seems like he's hiding behind three giants and masks. Yep. And that does not work. And if they let him win, they let him, you know, the, the, with the way they're building it up, yeah. it needs it instead of it being a short payoff where he's getting into Randy Orton's head, but Randy Orton overcomes it. He needs to really get into Randy Orton's head. Randy Orton needs to be a broken man for the next yeah. few months until Survivor Series. Yeah. It needs to be him, a guy who's been overly confident to the point I mean, he's naturally a very douchey yeah. man, and I enjoy that from you, Randy Orton. I know that it's probably true in real life as well, so that is a negative comment to you that's like degrading. But as it works for wrestling, so good, you know, yeah. good for you on that. Keep being well, douchey. You're an asshole, but you're really good at it. But so. his confidence needs to be broken at yeah. no mercy because Bray Wyatt needs to have no mercy on him, and that's the only. It'll help Bray Wyatt. It'll help Randy Orton. It'll give Randy Orton something to do. If you're going to just let him get elbowed in the freaking skull from Brock Lesnar, yeah. like that was a beat down with no payoff for either one. Mm-hmm. Other than for me, because I love chaos. <laughs> but this is something that will give Randy Orton something to do. And it'll, that 
Yeah. That's a match I will I will keep coming back for, but WWE does not make matches or pay per views for me, so we'll see what happens. I don't know who they're making them for, because like I, v- 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 like very very rarely I'm, I'm like oh I, I feel satisfied from that like that was good that was a really good one like they're making very it rarely for thirteen year olds and then a thirty eight year old who wears the John Cena shirt the yeah. one that makes you want to throw up those yeah. are the two people that matter to the WWE like. Out of all my, like my booking grievances, like and everything, like I have to be like more angry about the way Bray Wyatt's been treated, um, or booked, whatever way you want to say it, than I am anyone anyone else, because like he had like like he has the ability to be just as big as the Undertaker, like a hundred percent. Like he's got the look, he's got the Wyatt family, the sheet mask, Sister Abigail, the fireflies, the music, like everything is so perfect. And the only other character that, oh man, that's so perfect, was The Undertaker. The Undertaker's and the, look, music, Paul Bear, all of it. Like, and The Undertaker took a while. Like, yeah. it was a dumb gimmick for a significant period of time that Undertaker continued to work and hone and make better because Undertaker is amazing. Mark Calloway knows what he's doing in wrestling. But that was something that had, it was, it was very, do I want to say campy? It was very campy. Yeah, on. to begin with, yeah. Bray Wyatt he, he, never had that growing No. Point. And they're still finding a way to not use that properly. He's, could be like all of it. Could is so good. Like when he does when he's in the ring and he does the from the turnbuckle yeah. and he looks upside down spider with the walk. Beard. Like the spider. Uh, well, I'm just talking about just yeah. from the rope. The spider walk sometimes it does actually just creep me out. Yeah. I'm really scared when he does that. <laughs> like you're gonna hurt yourself, man. You weigh too much. You shouldn't be able to physically do that. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like there's, that's the showmanship. Yeah. That's the thing. And I think at the very least, it's going to be one good match between Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt that I'm going to be really excited about. Yeah. But obviously if, if Bray doesn't win, you know, this is going to be our prediction a little bit early. Bray Wyatt needs to win that match. Yeah. Like you just, but we've, we've looked at the track record for WWE yeah. and wasting talent seems to be their decision over anything else. And like that. that that was the biggest thing that worried me when the brand split was, was when they split up the Wyatts. Like, 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 wait, 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 what's going on? And then like, like Bray turned on Rowan and then Rowan was just seen hanging out in the locker room with like the Usos and them. But then now he's back with him. Um, and they've already split him up once before that. Like fucking like, just keep it together. Like just stay on track. Focus. (laughs) focus and just and, and just like just let, let like let Bray Wyatt be Bray Wyatt like let the Wyatt family be the Wyatt family and quit fucking it up <laughs> and just let it happen like like and especially like like I know Luke Harper's coming back soon from injury he's my favorite I might like him more than Bray Wyatt I think he's great um so like I, I want to see where he's going is he going to Raw is he going to be with Braun Strowman is he going to do a Smackdown and being with the rest of them but like like fucking like I don't know. There's just so much potential in Bray Wyatt, and it's all been squandered from the get-go. Um, like I like still think I I can't think of any match he's won of any importance. Any feud he's had, he gets beat and beat clean. And even with him, he has like three goons j- coming in the ring and jumping whoever. Like like nope, he's still losing somehow. Um, he's still gonna lose to the Undertaker. He's still gonna lose to John Cena. He's still losing to Ambrose. Like fuck. Like just like. I don't know. He's just—it's so irritating because he's so great and could could be the best. Like, could be the best, um, but just it's just squandered. And you would think with the the brand split, that gives him more opportunities. Like SmackDown, 
is very thin. Yeah. They're like, if you have, you're handed somebody like Bray Wyatt, who, I mean, like I said, that was probably my favorite SmackDown was this last week. Mm-hmm. You know, once I got the taste out of my mouth from the Dean Ambrose, John Cena finish the week before. Yeah. I was like, this was actually a pretty good SmackDown. It wasn't great, but it w- it was really good because most of the backstage stuff, it was, like I said, three different times you go to the Bray Wyatt promo and they all just hit. Yeah. Man, he is a promo machine. He's he's so good. And then to do it with Randy Orton, that's a good person for yeah. it to bounce off of. And I just that that needs to be I mean, you don't need to put him in the title picture. I think you should. I think he should move on up and be part of if John Cena wins, like, you know, oh, don't even say that. He might win. Uh or if AJ Styles wins and you yeah. keep doing this push like what's a great foil <laughs> for AJ Styles? Now the issue being AJ Styles is a heel right now, but like AJ Styles thinks he's untouchable that, you know, he's the face that runs the place now and who's there to stop him. But the eater of worlds, yeah, like that's a good turn and they're not going to do it. But at the very least, when you're talking about that next step, that one right below the, you know, the heavyweight, uh, battle, Bray Wyatt needs to be the one who's dominating a lot of the time on SmackDown. Like yeah. he needs to be out there because that's entertaining. And, you know, as opposed to how much authority takes over on raw, mm-hmm. that's really not a factor on SmackDown. You know, they only have the two hour show and Shane McMahon doesn't strangely enough. Shane McMahon doesn't pull a Stephanie and try to become the, the focal point of all the happenings. Uh, Daniel Bryan, his old feuds with the Miz. So who gives a shit? Uh, just get Bray Wyatt out there <laughs> and just have him terrorizing SmackDown. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like that's that's the point of a faction. I don't know any faction in history that just got their ass kicked the whole time. Like Job Squad or maybe real factions, real yeah. factions. There's like Four Horsemen, NWO, DX. They didn't just get their asses kicked all the time, but the Wyatt family sure does. Um, like constantly, and they're just a group of monsters. That's all four of them, monsters. Um, they just lose and lose and lose and lose. But if they would just quit booking him to lose and just give Bray Wyatt an actual, like, think about this. Like, I don't even think Bray Wyatt's like had a title match of any of the titles. Definitely not a world That's title. Ridiculous. He like he hasn't had an IC title. Didn't have a US title. Like Luke Harper held the IC title for a little bit when the Wyatts were split up. Dumb. Um, but like, yeah, like Bray Wyatt has not been in any title picture at all. Maybe and Bray, Bray Wyatt should just take out the Miz. Fine, take <laughs> out somebody, take out anybody, and they've done that thing where they like they jumped someone and taken them out, and smashed him, and then dragged him into the back, and you're like, oh, oh, oh what's going to happen? Nothing, nothing happens. They, they they just won't even address that's what they'll address that they dragged him off, but like, what happened then? Like, we all thought some weird, you know, Bayou shit was going down, and nothing, never talked about, never, never addressed. Man, I was just thinking of Undertaker's early work where he's putting guys in body bags and like dragging them to the back. Yeah, yeah, it was fucking awesome. <laughs> it was, it was, of the of where I said it was too campy, that's the part where it's like that's just good. That's just good stuff. Uh, we we've talked about this enough, and it'll probably just make me very angry when we get back from Clash of Champions. Tins but, too. But real fast, we'll just run down the Clash of Champions per uh, not Clash of Champions, the No Mercy predictions. Uh, obviously, we'll uh, we'll just start out. Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt. We've talked about it long enough. Who's gonna win the match? Probably Randy Orton, like, cause he just lost to Brock Lesnar. I I really doubt they're gonna make him lose again. But Bray Wyatt should win. 
So, like I said, with the way it's built up, I mean, if if Randy Orton wins, it definitely becomes a one-off match. Yeah. Uh, if you want that to keep going, and we're at the right time, where is there one more SmackDown only pay per view, or is it just gonna be the one more Raw before Survivor Series? Or God, there's. I don't know. I'll have to look at it again. There's too much uh, wrestling now. But anyways, if you're going to do that to Survivor Series, you want it to last out longer than one pay-per-view, yeah. need Bray Wyatt to win this one. Yeah. Mostly you just need it anyways for all the reasons we already I stated. Yeah. I'm just going to I'm gonna trust them. I'm going to say they, they pick Bray Wyatt. I'm going to say they do the right thing. Uh, it's a bold choice. Bold choice to say WWE <laughs> does the right thing. Uh, Miz, Dolph Ziggler, title versus career match. Um... God, I'm so like I don't like what Miz wins. Miz wins. They they've been pushing him so hard so so far. Miz wins. Yeah, I I think maybe a non-finish. Yeah. Maybe Daniel Bryan screws the Miz and Ooh. does something to get Dolph Ziggler to win. Ooh, that's, that's a good really turn. Good. That's really good. Uh so yeah, I'm the career match, I figured at this point we'd have already heard something about Dolph Ziggler coming to the end of his contract and possibly leaving. Yeah. There'd have been enough rumors about it. Yeah. So, I don't know. And then they also pushed when they said it, Miz is like, so you're not just going to take a sabbatical for a month <laughs> and then go to go to Raw or blah, 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 blah. Uh, with that, uh, no, actually, that probably makes it more likely that he just disappears for a month and comes back. But, yeah, I mean, that's the big thing with the title versus career match. Like, unless that person is likely to leave uh they tend to win the match yeah and uh i mean i guess there's no like he could win the match from disqualification mm-hmm. uh that you know it's really stupid but that does seem like something WWE could do but i'm gonna go Dolph ziggler i'm gonna say i don't i without hearing any rumors i don't know why he would actually you know have the career any match i don't know I, he could do the thing like you said he could go to the indies but you would have thought there would have been uh more you know word about that going into into this so we, i guess we're still a week away so mm-hmm. maybe something will come up uh, Rhino Heath Slater versus the Usos. Uh, I think the Usos are winning. Think the Usos are winning. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't I, know. I, the, I Heath, just, Slater, Heath Slater keeps getting that push, and one yeah. just it's a very short title reign. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say Heath Heath Slater and Rhino keep it, but the Usos they probably beat them down afterwards. I like that we haven't agreed on a single prediction. <laughs> so far. That makes it really interesting. <laughs> We're gonna count these up at yeah. the very end. Uh, Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss. Becky Lynch wins. Yeah, this is one I want to keep the disagreement going. And then I also, <laughs> like I said, I think Alexa Bliss is, uh, like, I haven't, that's the worst thing. In getting back into wrestling, I haven't had a person yet that I've jumped on the bandwagon and been like, yeah. man, I want them to succeed. I want that person to do really yeah. good. And my first one is probably Alexa Bliss, which yeah. is <laughs> so weird. Mine was Kevin Owens. Yours is Kevin. See, you, you came and in Bray right White, t- like Bray Wyatt. I was like, ooh, I hope something really happens with him. And nothing did. See, Bray Wyatt's one. Bray Wyatt's one that I wasn't watching, and I yeah. just heard, and I was like, oh, that sounds really good. That sounds like mm-hmm. a cool kid. And then I watched, and I was like, man, he's really good. Yeah. But you know, as you keep tuning in, you're like, all right, is something gonna happen there. Start I don't lose faith. He's somebody that I've always liked, but it wasn't something where I'm like, oh, that's the guy that I hope makes yeah. it through. But watching Alexa Bliss early on, I was like, man, she has something that mm-hmm. these other ones don't. I. And maybe that's just me not being a good evaluator of talent. I haven't seen a lot of the ones in the women's division, like, as we said, where they're trying to be less divas and, you know, kind of correct that. I haven't seen ones where I'm like, wow, those really good. But Alexa Bliss is a fierce little woman. Like, mm-hmm. she does moves that half, half the time I have to look and be like, 
did she maybe hit her too hard? <laughs> like, is she about to get a, some repercussions for that? Yeah. Because she does not hold back, and that's something that I think will benefit her. I, at the very least, it'll be a good match. But, yeah, it's going to be Becky Lynch. Uh, AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, John Cena. That's a tough one. Um, I'm saying AJ Styles wins. Um, because I, I don't think they're going to give it back to Ambrose. I don't think they're ready for Cena to tie Ric Flair's uh, number. Not at... Uh, uh, no mercy, no way. Yeah. yeah so, so I think it just goes AJ Styles again. Yeah. Um, Which I'm totally fine with. That's what I want to happen. I agree with that. My, my, like you said, with the 16, that's that's a huge uh, thing <clears throat> that they're gonna push. Yeah. And I mean, they're getting John. Like they, John Cena came out late to do it. Like the the talk of 16. Like he comes in on the the match of AJ Styles Dean Ambrose rematch, mm-hmm. and he does a strong push talking about it. Like. Yeah, I think it's something that, you know, benefit me to be in the same league as Ric Flair. Da, 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 and he does this whole John Cena, you know, yeah. look at the camera thing. Uh, <laughs> that, <laughs> and you don't like it. But that's not a big enough push for what will happen. I'm thinking more like Survivor Series. That seems like closer to it. It yeah. needed to be one of the major pay-per-views. So, yeah, in that context. And they're not going back to Dean Ambrose. Uh, they gave that one. He's going to slowly fade out of that title picture. And he's going to have to figure out something on the mid card. Because, yeah. They they tried and there was just n- there was never a pop even yeah. even in the good AJ Styles match with him like just nobody seemed to care I didn't care uh, when we're trying to figure out whether the actual f- like the regular fans care that they try to cater to I don't think they cared either yeah. and that'll be something that you know we we talked about the different ways Dean Ambrose can try to get himself back on top he's gonna have to figure that out uh, probably probably in the end it's just gonna be Bray Wyatt versus Dean Ambrose for a couple months. Uh, Uh, Yeah, maybe they can do that right this time. One of them will win. One of them will get a push. Yeah. Yeah. They did that once, and I was just like, oh, yeah, hey, these two are going to be good in in a feud. Like, I don't care who wins. And it was such a lackluster feud. Hated it. Yeah. Um, It was so so disappointing. So disappointing. So So disappointing. It shouldn't have been. They're amazing. So we'll see what happens there. And then we'll also, I think Dean Ambrose is another guy that his matches started to look worse because I think he saw the writing on the wall as well. And he's a guy that, you know, he wants to be at the top and he'd been, you know, that was finally his solo shot at the top post shield. Yeah. And you could just see he kind of, he, the same way I talked about Seamus leveling off. Yeah. It's not quite that bad, but Dean Ambrose is just like, and they just like kind of took him like, like, like all of his storylines were between Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. And then they just completely took him away <laughs> from those and put him on his own. And, and, and like that there really wasn't much for him to do besides lose the title. Like that was like the most interesting thing he could have done. Um, I hope they do something with Dean Ambrose. He's, he's great. Um, just a, like, just another one of those, like, you're great. Just, just like, be great. Um, and I don't know. How to, I don't work at WWE, so I don't know exactly <laughs> like what, what what's the problem with all these great people not, not being able to achieve their greatness. But um, it's, it's it's very unfortunate. Yeah. So that'll be one. I agree with you. So we have it right there. Uh, we agreed on the two, the heavyweight championship, the. WWE, what the hell are the names? World Championship. World Championship, and then, and the, then, and then Universal. The s- yeah. Like, and so and then the women's is just the SmackDown women's, right? SmackDown women's and the Raw women's title, yeah. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that'll, that'll be one. We we both agree on that one, but from there, we got to split. So we're going to yeah. figure this. We're going to have to count these up uh, when we get back post No Mercy. That'll be in a couple weeks. Uh, that's it. That's all we have. Uh, I'm going to have to trim the hell out of this thing. This is a really long podcast. 
Uh, Good luck. (laughs) uh, We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in to the Tell Me More podcast.